Of course. I mean, this, there's never, if anyone, <laughs> if anyone tells you, Anthony, that, that building a business is easy, please kick them off your podcast okay. immediately. Immediately. We'll do. We'll do. Yeah. But, you know, for, for us, just building this business from scratch, for we didn't have the real estate background. Now, granted, my, my co founder, his father was in the construction space. So he was a contractor and, and he had that background to help us renovating properties. But neither of us had owned a short term rental before. So we had to figure out, you know, from a first principles mindset, how to make this work based on what we know from being involved in tech startups, right? And so. Welcome everybody back to another exciting show of the About That Wallet podcast. Today I have Jimmy Woodard from the cloudcastles.io, where they actually talk about uh, investing in real estate app that allows you to invest in like snackable shares uh, from short-time rentals, such as Airbnb is a big example. Um, so him and his co-founder actually kind of built this over the decade and just try to find their niche inside the tech industry. So hopefully you guys actually pick up something awesome from this and actually take time to dive into this because I really think this is going to be the next awesome platform to start looking into uh, besides um, these other funds that you have with uh, what they call it, that crowdfund or something? Yeah, crowdfund platforms and the like. Mm -hmm. Yep. You just tell us a little bit about um, the business and why you all got started. Yeah, well, thank you for having me on your show, Anthony. Definitely excited to be here. Our journey, you, you know, you mentioned the decade of experience because we actually started as college students that knew each other way back when in UC Berkeley. And we spent the last decade in the tech world. And I also had a stint in law school. As I joke with people, I'm a recovering law student. And the way that the business got started is that we actually, uh, my co-founder had this idea to get started with his own tech startup instead of working with somebody else. And what he wanted to do was get into the real estate space because we both understood that real estate is one of the top ways to build your wealth. But the problem is that it's really hard to get into both from a financial perspective and also from a time perspective. So what we're doing with Cloud Castles is breaking down those barriers so that more people can get access to the real estate space. And so what we've done with Cloud Castles is that we buy the property, we renovate it, we list it, and we manage it for you so that you can come in, download our app, and then invest in snackable shares, as we call them, where it's a very low cost versus having to buy the whole property yourself. And then because we're managing it, you don't have to worry about any of the headaches that typically come with running your own real estate business. And another cool feature is that you can actually stay in the property at a discounted rate. But we started about a year ago and our first property was in Tahoe. We've since launched a Miami property in August. And in a couple of months here, we're gonna launch a Disney World property as well. We're really excited for the future. We're, we're slowly but surely growing up our number of properties and we look to scale to as many as we can over the next couple of years here. Man, that is really awesome uh, for the expansion so quickly. Um, are you expanding too fast right now for yourself? No, no, no. We, we want to go right. faster. <laughs> you know? But then, of course, we have the same problem that we talk about, right? Because we, we bootstrapped thus far, no VC funding to date. 
So the only way that, that we grow is if we have other people that come in and want to invest with us. And so it's definitely a, a pace that we can keep up with right now. Ask me that when we have 10 properties and then okay. we'll see if I have the same answer. Nice. Uh, because you mentioned that you buy the properties outright. So it's just, um, just you and him just doing your day jobs to actually try to fund this. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so I take it that you guys still working your, your typical day jobs or this is now completely off now. So not yet. We're still at the, the typical day job and, you know, we want to be strategic and smart instead of being those people that run headfirst into something and then realize, oh, wait, I'm not, I don't, I don't have any money. How do I keep this going? So the goal is to, by the end of next year, get at least 10 properties on our platform. By then we'll have the financial freedom to, to quit our jobs, do this full time. And if we get VC funding before then, great. But for now, we, we like the, the leverage and, and freedom that we have as complete 100% owners of the company. Nice. Now, because you always hear this a lot, like a lot of people just quick and jump ship. Um, mm-hmm. And you already mentioned that the strategic side of the house. So what is it that you want to tell the people now that are thinking about quitting their jobs to go ahead on and start something that they have on a notepad? Well, I would say do the research and work backwards from your goal, right? If you know, hey, I want to start this business and become a millionaire. Well, you're not going to be a millionaire from day one. So what is what does that look like to build up to that point so that you can do it in a way that is not breaking the bank and not killing you uh, either financially or with some of your relationships you may have? So what we decided, again, back to being strategic, is let's see how far we can build this on our own. And then if we get to the point where we want to bring in outside resources like funding, that's great. But if I were uh, recommending to other people, I would say either A, get funding up front or B, you know, figure out a plan to do this on your own until you can be uh, financially free to replace the income you're making from your day job. I like that strategy. I try to preach as much as I can, but not too many people listen. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Anthony. <laughs> I'm with you. So um, I guess the big uh, question now is, so I see your platform, I log in, um, and then what is the minimum amount that I would need to be part of this, uh, this venture? Well, it depends on the specific uh, property that you're looking in, but you know we're talking tens of dollars here, not hundreds, not thousands, not tens of thousands, tens of dollars. That's snackable, yeah. Snackable, <laughs> exactly. And, and we did that because we don't want there to be any barrier of entry, right? So we we do have some things we have to push up against with SEC laws in terms of the number of non-accredited investors. That's something else that we're working on long-term to get past. But for now, if you are one of our early investors as we're building up the platform, you can come in, you can place you know, a, a couple dollars here, here or there, see it grow, and then add more money on, which we've seen our, our investors do thus far. Okay. So for some of the people who may not know, what is the difference between an accredited investor versus a non-accredited investor? Yeah, good question. So it depends on, on the dollar amount. Let's say you were single. If you are making over $200,000 per year with your, your W-2 job, then you are considered an accredited investor. And that's one example. The other one is, is your net worth. 
the idea, and this this goes back many years for, for SEC laws, is because back in the day, the SEC wanted to protect non-accredited investors from a lot of shady individuals that were raising money for whatever projects that they had. Now, you may look at it now a little bit more antiquated, but that's why new rules have come about, like Reg A, like crowdfunding, to really help the, the people that we're targeting for our app to get into different investing spaces. So for us, we want to do everything we can to follow the laws. And so that's why we're making sure that we we dot all our I's and, and cross all our T's. I like it. Now, um, because it's one of those things is to make sure that the money is safe and protected. Obviously, it costs to save money there. Um, so say if I put in, just say like $100 just to start, mm-hmm. get a taste to see how it works out. How quickly can I take my money out of it? Well, the, the, there's two parts to that question. Right. The first is that right now, the way that we've structured it, it's similar to real estate where the only time you'll be able to liquidate shares is if we sell the house, right? No different than if you bought your own property. But what happens is that the other part of that uh, question is that you do get monthly profit payouts as long as there's a profit from the previous month. So let's say, for example, that you owned a certain percentage, let's call it 10%, and the profit was a thousand bucks from last month. You're going to get a payout of $100 in January. You can cash that out directly as you so choose. And then another feature that we're excited to build here pretty shortly is a marketplace for people to buy and sell their shares. So in that case, you don't have to wait for us to sell the house. If you want to list your shares and let's say you wanted to have a markup for what you bought them at, you can do so. So we're, we don't have a date on that yet, but it's something that we're, we're currently building. And that's going to have more people be excited to, to buy because there's less risk involved in what we're doing. I mean, just getting onto an app and putting it in there. I mean, that is already <laughs> low risk. That's right. That's right. You don't have to worry about um, competing against other people for property. You don't have to worry about uh, going to the title company. You don't have to worry mm-hmm. about talking to a realtor, you know, to talk about all these extra things that go into That's it, right. like uh, the maintenance and so forth. So just to give you $10 to maintain a $400,000 or $200,000 or $300,000 property, mm-hmm. um, it, it's really low cost entry. Now, um, having this information in there and providing this info, what is it that a person will get besides just money? Will they be getting education about the property or updated uh, stats? How often, what is the frequency about that process? Yeah, if you are a brand new real estate investor, from the moment you download our app, we have a, a real estate one-on-one series that we share with everybody over a series of emails to talk about why real estate is a great investment. Because we're, we're not going to be selfish with your money. We want to be the way that you dip your toes in And then you build up your own portfolio, even beyond what we can offer, right? So that's one way. We do have monthly emails that go out so people can see exactly the breakdown of revenue, cost, profit that flows through the property so they can get an idea of what to expect. And then, you know, we always are available, you know, it's a two-man team right now, but we're always available if anyone reaches out. Constantly, we have investors that uh, reach us by email, some by text. They, they have our numbers as well. And it's just a way where we can share our knowledge that we're gaining as we build the business. Nice. So some people, um, I have had several real estate 
people on this show. And a lot of them have minimum, I would say, minimum five properties, mm-hmm. but definitely well over eight doors. Um, so say if they have one property that isn't doing too well or one door that isn't really, um, there's not enough traffic to mm-hmm. kind of maintain the maintenance. So how can they reach out to you or even if that's an option to reach out to you all to say, hey, I would like to put this on this particular platform? It certainly is an option. We're always looking at properties that, that we can add to our platform. And whether we're, we're going retail on Zillow, Redfin, or we get an off-market deal like the one that you described, we're definitely interested. For us, we try to look at what is the cash on cash return that we can pass on to our investors. We try to stay the minimum of 15 to 20% cash on cash return because we want this to be better than your savings account and somewhat comparable to the stock market. We're not going to be crypto. Crypto right. is going crazy <laughs> right now. But right. you know, we still want it to be a, a, a worthwhile investment. So if you have a property that you think could be a good investment, then we, we go through underwriting. We figure out if this can make sense. And if it does, then we add it to our platform. Okay. So that means that you actually take full ownership or will that be like a different agreement where I can still keep the property and then you guys just kind of take care of the maintenance and all that fun stuff from that end? So we can create we can create agreement based on what you're looking for, right? So we so when we bought uh, Disney World, we actually partnered up with somebody who had the capital but didn't want to spend the time to manage a property. So that's where where we came in as, as Cloud Castles, and that's where we're going to renovate the property before we we go live on Airbnb and the like. No different than if if you have a property or let's say you want to buy one but you don't want to manage it, then we can certainly help out there also. So you can help out financially with the property. Like if, say, if I'm looking at a property and you guys are like, hey, we can, this, the numbers will match and, mm-hmm. all right. All right, now my wheels are turning. Okay. <laughs> go but, ahead, go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm actually thinking of like, um, so how would, how would that whole pitch go down? Like I see a property on Zillow, right? And I'm like, cool, I would like this property, but I don't have the finances behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'm actually thinking it's like, I'm almost like a headhunter for you guys, uh, for a property. And then you guys just take over everything else, but I'll, my name will be on the deed and you guys just handle everything else. Yeah. And we've done it. You know, we've had these conversations in, in multiple ways. We right. try to meet you where you're comfortable doing it. Right. So we call it the alpha investor program because obviously you're, you're putting the first money into the property. And we go in as 50-50 partners. So we make okay. sure that if we're buying a property together, that it makes sense for both sides. At the end of the day, for us, as long as we have the capital and it's in a market that we know can produce great returns, we're interested. So it, it's something that worked out well for our Disney World property that, that we're getting up and running here shortly. And we want to scale that up because that's going to help us get more properties that uh, small uh, retail investors can then invest in on our, on our app. That sounds like a win-win situation, no matter how you slice it up. That's what we're going for, right? right? Yeah. So how? So you can't lose. I'm just trying to think of like what scenario that wouldn't work out uh, for you. So say somebody have like a this, they might have a distressed property, but in a great Mm -hmm. area. Um, Will that actually be a turnoff? It would right now. As we continue to grow, then we're gonna 
get more creative with the ways that, that we acquire properties. But right now, speed is our main focus, right? Because if you have a distressed property, that might take anywhere from four to six months to mm-hmm. renovate. But if it's something where, you know, maybe there are a couple of fixes that need to be done here and there where it only takes one to two months. That's what we're more interested in. That's what we did to our Miami property where we went in and figured out what are the areas that we can improve this before we go live on Airbnb. But we don't want to spend too much time because we could have just bought a, a property straight off, off of Zillow, for example, right. and then be up and running in, in 30 to 45 days. I like it. You're listening to the About That Wallet podcast. We'll be right back after these messages. Are you tired of being broke? Is the month lasting longer than your actual paychecks? Well, get the Simple Budget Calendar. You can get the Simple Budget Calendar at aboutthatwallet.com shop and download your Simple Budget Calendar today. All right. So why, why this whole app thing in the first place? Like, what was the, was it just a passion project? You know, what, what got you into uh, Cloud Castles in the first place? We both come from the tech world, my co-founder Brian and I, and that's part of the reason we wanted to make this easy for people. If we just did this, I mean, really in any other way, it wouldn't be as easy as if you if we just told you, hey, go to the app store, download our app, and then you don't even have to deal with anybody else. You can see right there on the app how everything works. Because we want to make this, again, as, as easy as possible. And so for us, we know how life uh, transforming tech can be. And really, the real estate field is, is pretty antiquated in, in certain areas, especially with buying real estate. Yeah. So we want to make it a lot easier for you to own actual uh, percentage ownership of a property. And that's what Cloudcast is all about. Okay. Because I'm, I'm thinking of like crowdfund. What what really separates you all from crowdfund? Uh, yeah, what separates you? Good question. Crowdfunding is usually before you've even decided what properties is going to be chosen. There's a lot more risk inherent in that model because you have no idea. You're you're somebody is telling you, "Hey, I want to go buy this property." And you have to trust them that they know what they're doing. That's why you're putting your, their money up front. With us, we wanted to flip that model where you can go on our app for Miami and Tahoe, for example, and it's already a live property. So it's almost crowdfunding in reverse because we've already acquired the property. And then you can come in and own a piece of this, of this asset, right? So for us, we, we understood from the beginning, we're a new company. And we have to figure out ways to build that trust for the people that want to invest with us. And we thought the crowdfunding probably wouldn't make sense. But as we continue to grow, one of the things that we're doing is we're letting people invest earlier into the process at a a lower rate so that they can get a greater cash on cash return. So it's just one way that, that we reward people for trusting us for what we're doing with our different properties. Gotcha. Because a lot of people hear about um, 
I kept saying crowdfund, but I really meant fundraise. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, because I, um, I, I can, I can go into that as well. Yeah, so, yeah. And that, that's the one I, I really was thinking about um, because they have a low entry as well. But a low mm-hmm. entry is could be high, almost two or three paychecks for some people. So that's what I was wondering. Definitely. So with Fundrise, biggest difference there is that we focus on a, a different asset class. So we're all about short-term rentals. That is our bread and butter. That's what we started with for two big reasons. The first is the cash on cash return. Most people either in the multifamily space or if you're in the long-term tenant space, you're looking at somewhere between, let's call it 8 and 12% is your target for a cash on cash return. And that's great. It's better than a savings account. You, you grow your money and it's, it's safe money as well. But we want a better way and a faster way for you to grow your money. So when we look at properties, we know that if you do it right, which means you know how to manage it, you know how to renovate it, and you know how to stick out from your competition on Airbnb and the like, then you can achieve anywhere from 15 on the low end to some people are doing 30, 40% cash on cash return in a single, in a single year. So that's one way that we're different is the the return. But then also another cool feature of short-term rentals is that you can actually stay in the property because it's not something where you have a long-term tenant that's on a long-term contract. People are going in and out. So let's say you downloaded uh, our app and you own the property, you get a discounted rate versus what somebody off of Airbnb is paying. So that's another benefit that we like to tell people. Unfortunately, not many people have taken us up on that offer, right. but it is there. <laughs> I know most people just want this as an investment vehicle, perfectly fine, but it is something else that, that we can offer as long as the, the dates are open. So this kind of reminds me of a timeshare. Oh, yes. That dirty, dirty word, right? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> With the, the, the sales <laughs> presentation and the you're not actually owning an asset. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's funny you mentioned that because that's originally what we thought we were after. Right. But after talking with a lot of people, we realized more people care about the investment side than they care about actually staying in the property. Gotcha. And so we, we flipped our business model, uh, which came from a lot of customer feedback. And that's how we've been able to grow since then, because instead of focusing on timeshares where the stays are valuable right. for us, the investment piece is the most valuable. And that's what we try and go after with our properties. Do you think eventually y'all can um, buy out some of these timeshare companies? Potentially. I mean, there, there are many different avenues that, that we could take Cloud Castles, right? If we wanted to, maybe we go after apartment complexes that we just turn into hotels or we go after whole resorts that is owned and operated by Cloud Castles and its investors. Right. There are a lot of opportunities that, that we could go after. Some, something that, that's personal to me is, is one day, I, I hope Cloudcasters get big enough where we can just buy an entire neighborhood. And nice. then it's just single family residences that all are for Airbnb and short-term rentals, because that's the one thing that is, is kind of missing from the, the space is that sense of community. And that would be really, really cool. And something that I hope we can build ourselves is if the whole block was nothing but other travelers that you could talk to and meet while you're out and about on your own vacation. Yeah, I'm actually thinking about like, my mind just went to like a construction company Mm -hmm. (laughs) and just build out the road itself and just call it Cloud Castle Road. That's right. Everybody's just sitting there, just have a full call to sack and everybody's in there, have a nice little meeting house and 
you know, pick up your snacks or whatever and exactly. check in and that would be so cool. So um I understand you're on the app side of the house and you bounce around to these different states. Um is there a particular state that seems to be more attractive for you right now? Well, Florida seems to be the most open to short-term rentals. And one of, and this is part of my job, which actually my uh, law school background helped, is you have to know the regulations that you're dealing with before you invest a penny into a short-term rental. Because if you're going, let's say you want to have something in San Francisco, well, you can't even have a non-owner occupied short-term rental there. So you might be wasting your time and money trying to buy a property there. So from the research that we've done, we've, we've scoured the entire uh, United States to figure out where it makes the most sense, both from a regulation standpoint and a return standpoint. Florida, a lot of different cities are, are built for what we're trying to do. And it's attractive returns because Florida is a great place to vacation, right? So we're, we're starting, as you probably have noticed, Miami and Disney World are both in Florida. We don't want to just be one uh, focused on one state. So we are going to, to try and, and diversify across the country into different places that we know can do well on Airbnb and we know have favorable regulations also. Nice. So we want to dive into, in the second segment, it's more so about yourself. So where did right. your, your whole money story come from? My money story probably started with a friend from college who handed me a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, because up to that point, and mind you, I had thought being a lawyer was the career path I was going to take for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And once I read that book, it opened my mind to a completely different world where I realized that owning assets is the way to, to wealth and, and success versus just having a high paying job. Now, there's nothing wrong with a high paying job. You can do a lot of, of, of things that will allow you to build your wealth. But for me, and, and this is one of the, the messages I took from, from that book, is it's better to be the owner of the basketball team, shout out the Lakers, than it is to <laughs> be a player on the Lakers. Right. So that's, that's kind of my mindset now in terms of why me and my, my buddy are trying to build out this company. Okay, so did you have any adversities along the way? Oh, of course. I mean, this, there's never, if anyone, <laughs> if anyone tells you, Anthony, that, that building a business is easy, please kick them off your podcast okay. immediately, immediately. We'll do. We'll do. Yeah, but, you know, for, for us, just building this business from scratch where we didn't have the real estate background. Now, granted, my, my co-founder, his father was in the construction space, so he was a contractor and, and he had that background to help us renovating properties. But neither of us had owned a short-term rental before. So we had to figure out, you know, from a first principles mindset, how to make this work based on what we know from being involved in tech startups, right? And so everything from getting permits to doing the renovations correctly, to dealing with guests that trash your property because it's not theirs, these were all roadblocks along the way, and we're still just getting started. I know that, that as we continue to scale up and we build up not just the business, but also our team, there will be more things that pop up. So for me, I try to, to always have a, a first principles mindset and continue to learn because I know that there are other people that have done this before. Mm -hmm. The one huge resource I, I lean on heavily is, is bigger pockets 
which I don't know if you you or your audience are familiar with that, but it's it's Basically, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much anything you can you can think yeah. of in the real estate space, somebody has gone through that and somebody has posted about it on the Bigger Pockets forum. So I I make no money uh, shouting them out, but they are absolutely awesome, and I, I give all the credit to the people who take time out to answer questions on the forum there. Yeah, I was trying to grab my book, but obviously my little books shelf is not really a bookshelf it's just a table with some books on it <laughs> that's all right <laughs> i got the bigger pockets investment um what do they call it uh rental property investing mm-hmm. and that book has really opened up my eyes into real estate um, yes that was actually that's my second book in real estate the first book was the color of law uh, to kind of understand the boundaries uh, mm-hmm. that were set first and the reason why the law is the way they are and why people are so fight still fighting yeah. and changing them, um, that process. So I know you say you, you focus in on short-term rentals um, and then with building out your business and your money story started with a book. So, and then you go to short-term rentals from the owner's side of the house. Right. Is, is there any reason why you just didn't do like basic um, flips and just kind of let it go? And then like, because I'm trying to get to, why the business instead of just doing the short-term rentals yourself anyway, and just use the platforms that are out there? Well, part of the reason is because we want to build this bigger than just for ourselves. And we, you know, there's, there is a a lot of ways you you can make money, but the best way is if you're helping others do it also. Hmm. And we, we see it from the perspective of, we want this to be a billion dollar company. But the only way that's going to happen is if we don't just focus on our own portfolio, but we focus on the hundreds upon thousands of people who may not have access to building real estate on their own and can do it with us. So, yeah, there's there's plenty of millionaires uh, right now that just have their own portfolio. They have no problems. They do it by themselves. But for us, we, we think there's something bigger here in terms of the mission of the company. And we can go as far as, as we want if we help others build their wealth alongside of us. Okay. So you talked about the legacy side of the house. Do you actually have any children? I have one. I have a, a nine-month-old son. He, he wow. may have popped in at some point in this podcast. <laughs> I know he's trying to go to sleep right now. But yeah, he first, first, first son, first child. Congrats. Congrats. Thank you. So with this legacy side of the house, um, and they seeing you build this out because this will actually be something that, you know, your child grows up and he says, you know, what, my dad did this with no knowledge. And all he did was just sit down and bootstrap, not really bootstrap, but you actually put on your shoes to go walking to ask people to assist you with this process. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it by the time he's old enough to understand what's happening in the world? What is it that you want to leave him? Uh, when he actually listens to this particular episode. Well, James, if if you ever do come around, I mean, who knows, you know, 10, 15, 20 years from now what the technology is. But what one message is that if you have a goal and, and you know where you want to go, don't let anything get in the way of that goal. And building a business has been something that I've been trying to do for a very long time. And it really does take partnerships. It is you can't do it by yourself. And so if you have a goal and you know where you're trying to get to, then don't let anything stop you. So that, that's one. And then the other thing is really just leaving an impact as a, a black business owner. 
because you could point to to many non-black counterparts that have built up big names that we all know, whether it's Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos or Bill Gates, take your pick. There are only a handful that have left a legacy built big enough to to be able to say, hey, I, I know this uh, this perfect person here. Somebody that is uh, personal to me in the real estate space is Don Peebles, who actually is is trying uh, right now while this podcast is being recorded, is trying to to get a project up and running the the biggest building in all of, of New York. And that's outstanding. That's the type of legacy I want to leave to to my children and, and my family that their dad went for something big and was known for it when it was all said and done. So hopefully I, I do accomplish that and hopefully Cloud Castles can be that vehicle to, to help build that legacy. I mean, who knows? You actually might be able to get a couple floors on that building. You That's know, right. Particularly That's for right. Cloud Castles as a just a rental short term. Yeah. And that is awesome. So we're going to slide on over to the, the third segment of the show, which is the feature. So this is where we try to dive into what is it that you hope to accomplish within the next five months to two years? The only reason why I do two years, everybody else like to do five years. I'm like, I can't even think of what, what I'm doing <laughs> next year <laughs> or even tomorrow. But I want to keep it short. Uh, so, you know, within two years or five months, I can actually pull up this particular clip and say, you know what, you actually achieved this. Yeah, well, within the next five months, we want to get to five live properties on Cloud Castles. That's an attainable goal. We also want to launch our Android version because we've had a lot of people ask when we're going to go live on, on the Google Play Store. So that that's coming soon. And then also, as I mentioned earlier, build out the marketplace so we can get uh, people to, to buy and sell shares without Cloud Castles even being involved. So that all is definitely achievable within the next five months. And if you look farther than that over the next two years, hopefully within two years, if, if we do the right things, then we'll get VC funding. We'll be able to build out our portfolio. If not to, to 50, then maybe 25 properties by the end of, of two years. And then you know have a, a, a larger team. So right now it's just me and Brian handling everything. Within two years, we, we want to actually have a, a team that that we help build up and, and give that wealth, not just to our investors, but also to the employees that, that, that come and work alongside of us. So those, those are some of the short term and, and midterm goals that, that we do have with Cloud Castles. I like it. Because chief of everything officer, I like it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is uh, So how can... Like, you know, the listeners right now um, help or even say if they want to start investing, uh, what is the first thing that they would need to start being part of this, this movement? Yes. First, you need an iPhone. Okay. In a month or so, I will say you will just need a smartphone. So first, you need an iPhone. You go to the app store, just search Cloud Castles. We're right there and you can download our app. Now, we, we put an FAQ. If you have any questions, you can always reach us, support at cloudclasses.io, and you decide what you want to put in. I mean, we For us, it really does not matter what you put in because we want you to be comfortable and it not be something where you're throwing your life savings at Cloud Castles because that would be pretty stupid. So put in an amount that you actually feel comfortable with investing 
watch it grow. And then as we've seen happen multiple times, add on more as you see fit. So we want to make this easy for you to get in this space, learn from us, and then maybe go do it on your own, which you can say Cloud Castles was able to help you, you know, dip your toe in the water before you, you fully dived into real estate. Nice. Are you actually planning on getting into the uh, the metaverse and do short-term rentals there? Could be. You know, we, we've had those conversations about NFTs and, and the blockchain as it relates to real estate. And I know that space is only going to, to grow bigger. And I, I saw recently that there was somebody, I can't remember the exact number. I think it was some, something absurd, like $24 million spent on an NFT in the metaverse for real estate. Yeah. And that's just the beginning. So we'll, if it continues to grow as I know it will, then at some point cloud, cloud castles will be in the metaverse too. Nice. Yeah, that would be pretty awesome. You know, so being part of, and I'm actually thinking now, um, so say if I wanted to put my money in just as a blanket pot. So no matter what property you get, I still want a percentage of each one. Is that possible or do I have to pretty much treat it like the stock market? Hey, if we're going to look at the stock market, then is there possible to have like an ETF for houses? <laughs> Could be. We don't have that. We don't have that just yet. That's that's okay. something else that has been floated around. Right now, it's, it's like you mentioned, it's like the stock market. So think of this as if Robin Hood and Airbnb had a baby. That would be Cloud Castles. So you decide which particular property you want to invest in. And then you can go in and, and you, after buying some shares, you become an owner of the LLC that we create for that particular property. You know, that might be the title of the show. <laughs> I love it. Airbnb. Take, take it off my hands. Yes. Airbnb and Robin Hood had a baby. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, is there anything else that you want to discuss before we jump on over to the four questions? I, I just thank you for this platform because I, I know that we can't do this unless other people know about us. So it's, it's, it's been great. And I definitely have enjoyed this conversation. Yeah. I have to give a shout out to Sam. Uh, oh, yes. He was on the show. That's and, right. You know, he always mentioned that first clip, which is you, the importance of owning one home and one house actually can change the lifestyle. And you mm -hmm. already have proven it already. Just having one property, it was like, you know, I can create a full app, a full business around this. That's and right. You, you're doing it. So, I mean, salute to uh, to Sam for, for making this connection, man. It's, yes. It's really cool. Uh, all right. So final four questions. Number one, what does wealth mean to you? Wealth means freedom. Freedom to do what you want, freedom to eat what you want, freedom to travel where you want. It's freedom from a lot of stress and anxiety that comes from not having wealth. Now, granted, there's still stress and anxiety no matter where you are in life, but I'd rather much be on the wealthy side than on the non-wealthy side. So true. <laughs> Number two, what was your worst money mistake? My worst money mistake probably was selling uh, some crypto early on when I should have uh, held on to it. And it was right at the top. So this was, I want to say, 2018. I don't know if your audience remembers the, the huge run up 
that happened and then the crash that happened right after between December and January. And so I remember, you know, we, we sold, but of course, all of crypto has just gone like this ever since then. So if only I had held on to that money, like who, who knows how much more I would, I would have in, in, uh, in my uh, Coinbase account. But that's something where, you know, Warren Buffett, I, I think about his mindset of if you're going to invest in something, imagine you could only have 20 investments in your entire life and you never sell it. So that's the mindset I should have taken because if I hadn't sold, my portfolio would be up that much more. So I think about that a lot in, in terms of new investments that I take on as well. I might have to start taking some of that advice too. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, what is your favorite financial book or non-financial book? I mentioned it earlier, but Rich Dad, Poor Dad, hands down, recommend everyone get that book because it will give you the mindset shift that you need before you start playing in the investing and business building game. I I definitely recommend everybody go out and, and read or listen to the audiobook version of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Awesome. And number four, what is your favorite dish to make? Well, here's the thing. I'm not a cook, Anthony. Okay, so <laughs> if you ask my wife, she will tell you I can follow instructions, but I can't cook. So I'm not the person to talk about making unless it's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Which <laughs> my joint has been my joint since I was in elementary, middle school making that. So shout out to all the PB&J lovers. That's what I can make. I'll make you a mean one you ever need. <laughs> With the crust on too? Well, of course. Of <laughs> course. That's the only way. Okay. Oh, man. The PB&J. All right. This had to be the, the second best answer of her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So the final question, uh, where can people uh, find out more about you? and Cloud Castles. Yes, we have a website, cloudcastles.io. We also have an IG page that that you can go follow us on at cloudcastles.io. And if you want to reach out to me, Jimmy at cloudcastles.io, pretty simple. I love talking real estate to anybody that's interested in having the conversation. So please feel free to to reach out. And again, thank you, Anthony, for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Uh, no problem, Jimmy. It was awesome to have you on to the show. All right, everybody. Again, it's Jimmy. My name is Anthony, and I'm the host of the About That Wilder podcast, and where we always try to help you build strong financial behaviors. All right, everybody. I'm out. Peace. Well, that concludes this episode of About That Wallet. I hope this topic was helpful. If you want to get the latest episodes, please subscribe to this podcast, wherever you're listening to it. Remember, it is your duty to know about that wallet. Take care. Be safe. I'm out. Peace.